Hey everybody and welcome into episode 66 of Jake's Take. I am Jake Heller. Appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Happy Friday. So, for the first time in 37 years, the NASCAR Cup Series returns to the Music City, Nashville. Obviously going to be previewing the Triple Header Weekend. Got the Truck Series tonight, 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1, Xfinity tomorrow, 3.30 on NBCSN. And then Sunday, 3.30 on NBCSN. As I said, the first NASCAR Cup Series race in Nashville since July 14th, 1984 at the Nashville Fairgrounds. So I appreciate you guys tuning in once again. I thank you for all of your support. This past weekend at Texas Motor Speedway, it was just business as usual. <laughs> John Hunter Nemechek winning in the Truck Series, Kyle Busch winning in the Xfinity Series, and Kyle Larson, even with a new Rules package and everything, the 510 horsepower package that they had for the All-Star Race, he still found a way to win. So I think the biggest thing with, with the Truck Series, Xfinity, and Cup, I think the biggest thing was all the PJ1 that was put down on the racetrack and how it caused so many problems for so many different drivers throughout the weekend. Sheldon Creed was just a great example of that, defending Truck Series champion, getting up out of the groove and spinning and backing it into the fence and... Then, of course, you look at the All-Star Open on Sunday evening with Eric Jones getting a little bit out of the groove a little bit. He spins, comes down, and Daniel Suarez ruins both their nights. And remember, I picked Suarez to win the Open. So definitely a very, very weird and interesting weekend, I guess you could say, for NASCAR at Texas Motor Speedway. I mean, the Truck Series race and the Xfinity Series race, they did not disappoint one bit. Even with John Hunter Nemechek winning again, even with Kyle Busch winning again, you still had some great battles that they had on on Saturday. You know, John Hunter Nemechek and Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch and Justin Allgaier. I mean, Justin definitely had the better long-run car compared to Kyle Busch. But obviously, we know how Kyle is such a master on those restarts and how Austin Sendrick was able to help him out on those last couple restarts, especially the last one there at the end, in order to win. But... Sunday evening, the All-Star Open, I mean, it started off with Tyler Reddick and Chris Buescher on the front row, and Chris Buescher getting black flagged right off the bat for jumping the start, and you guys know that I was definitely hoping for Chris Buescher to make it into the All-Star race, and I had Tyler Reddick winning the first stage, I mean, he won the second stage, but Ross Chastain, I mean, what an eventful weekend that he had getting disqualified after the truck race on Saturday, finishing third. They found something wrong with the engine. And then Sunday, in inspection, they found something wrong with the, the aero ducts in the front of the car, and his crew chief, Phil Surgeon, was ejected from the racetrack. But nevertheless, to go on and win the first stage of the Open and transfer into the All-Star race, and then for Tyler Reddick to get it done in stage two. But I guess definitely the biggest shock of it all is Eric Amarola, the difficult season that he has had in a contract year with Stuart Haas Racing to be able to go on and win the All-Star Open and transfer into the All-Star Race once again for the second year in a row through the Open, I think that was definitely a big shot in the arm that he needed. But a little after 8 o'clock on Sunday evening, with Tom Landry Jr. and Joe Gibbs giving the command together, I thought that was very, very special. You know, Cowboys, Redskins, that, that sort of rivalry, All-Star Race down in Texas, that was definitely neat to see. As we all know, Tom Landry Sr., he passed away in 2000, but it was definitely cool to see Tom Landry Jr. and Joe Gibbs complimenting each other. 
But the two Kyles on the front row, Larson and Bush, and we know that Kyle Bush, you know, he's going to make a race out of it as he always does. But I think when I look back on the All-Star race, it was a good race, but it was confusing at the same time with all the inverts, the 510 horsepower package. You know, I just keep saying it all the time. It just doesn't feel like a real race car to me. It just doesn't. And, you know, I mean, look at how many times, look at how many times you'd be running wide open into the corner. And it was definitely difficult to keep up with all the inverts. You know, Larson winning the first stage, then Blaney, then Bowman, William Byron, Chase Elliott. And I just think that, you know, Fox Sports won. I don't know. Of course, we had the, the pit stop competition and they didn't really dive that much into it. You know, they just said, oh, you know, Chase Elliott's pit crew, they won $100,000. They didn't even really, like, show the stop or anything. So I know that this was Fox's last race of the year, but I think there's, I think they definitely have some things that they need to work on before they return for the 2022 Daytona 500. But I, I mean, it was no surprise to see all the Hendrick cars up there. Like I said, Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron, Alex Bowman. But I think definitely the biggest surprise on Sunday, it definitely had to be Brad Keselowski. I mean, he drove his heart out amidst all the turmoil, all the controversy going on about his future, uncertain future with Team Penske. And there's tons of announcements that are going to come at Nashville Super Speedway this weekend. We have one later today with Colleague Racing. Are they going to announce their cup driver for 2022? AJ Allmendinger, Justin Haley, Kaz Gralla, who's it going to be? Then tomorrow at Nashville Super Speedway, Alex Bowman and the president of Ally, they will be talking to the media. I know it's the Ally 400, but makes you wonder if this is going to be, you know, Alex Bowman announcing a contract extension with Hendrick Motorsports after he won at Dover on May 16th. Rick Hendrick said that, you know, they're close to an extension. So what better weekend, obviously, to announce an extension than your sponsor, the Ally 400 at Nashville? You never know. And of course, Justin Marks, team owner at track house he'll be talking to the media on sunday and he said that he wants to expand to two teams next year and that's a crazy thing whether it's 23xi track house you name it any team and now we got gms racing who's dominated the truck series for the past five years they announced yesterday that they're going to be going cup racing in 2022 but obviously the details they're still being ironed out driver crew chief I would imagine that they'll probably have some sort of alliance with Hendrick Motorsports. But, you know, I think that Brad did a remarkable job on Sunday night, considering the circumstances going up against those Hendrick cars, considering that his time at Team Penske is definitely coming to an end. And that three-wide pass that he made on Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson in between turns three and four, you could tell that despite the obstacles of this year, that there's no quit in him whatsoever. And I thought that he had him cleared. I thought that he had Larson cleared, but obviously that momentum and that horsepower that Larson had around the top of the racetrack and having Chase Elliott, his teammate, right behind him. I mean, there was just nothing that Brad Keselowski could do there at the end. And, you know, you could even hear it in Clint Boyer's voice. He was saying he had him cleared, you know. But nevertheless, like I said, a great battle Sunday night for the win. You know, Kyle Larson, his second All-Star win in three years. One of the last two all-star races that he's competed in, when you think of it. Obviously, he was indefinitely suspended by NASCAR last year. But to hold off Brad Keselowski and Chase Elliott for the win, Joey Logano fourth, Ryan Blaney fifth, Alex Bowman sixth, William Byron seventh, 
Eric Almirola, 8th, and the Bush brothers, Kyle and Kurt, they rounded out the top 10. So it was definitely, like I said, confusing, I guess is the word you could probably say for the all-star race. So looking ahead to this weekend at Nashville Super Speedway, like I said, tons of announcements coming down this weekend, like Brett Griffin was saying on Door Bumper Clear. And I think one of the first dominoes is going to be later today with Colleague Racing. You know, when A.J. Allmendinger won at Mid-Ohio, Matt Colleague said that they are going to have a cup car full-time in 2022. And A.J. Allmendinger, I think that he's enjoying himself. He's enjoying being able to compete for wins and a championship. And, I mean, even the two cup races he's done this year, he finished seventh on the Daytona Road Course. He was fifth at Circuit of the Americas in the rain. And I think that A.J., I think that he would only want to come back if it was the right situation. You know, I mean, those last few years when he was at JTG Doherty Racing in the 47 car, he said that it just consumed him badly when you'd be struggling to battle for 23rd every single weekend. My gut feeling is I think that this is the moment that Boone's driver, Justin Moneymaker Haley, I think this is the moment that he finally moves up to the Cup Series full-time in 2022. I know that Kaz Grala has done a remarkable job in that car. You know, he could have had a shot in the Daytona 500, got caught up in a wreck. He finished sixth at Talladega. I think the kid definitely deserves a shot in the Cup Series. But whether or not that's going to happen, that remains to be seen. Now, like I said, Alex Bowman and Ally, I mean, this could just be one of those deals where, you know, hey, it's the Ally 400, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, like I was saying, I think this would definitely be the perfect weekend to announce a contract extension if they plan to. And Justin Marks, I think the thing with Justin Marks, I think he said that Nashville, it's sort of like Trackhouse's home race. And I know when Ty Norris was on the Dale Jr. download a few weeks ago, you know, Ty's taken on a role at Trackhouse, almost kind of the similar role he had when he joined Dale Earnhardt Incorporated in 1996. I think that, you know, this is their home race, and I guess Justin just wants to talk to the media and maybe give some hints about how they want to expand the two teams in 2022. That's just my gut feeling. But with GMS Racing, you know, I read some sort of rumor on Instagram that Sheldon Creed could possibly be their driver in 2022. I think that's still way way too early for him to move up to the cup series i mean he only has i think three or four xfinity starts under his belt and we know with gms racing their xfinity program was not really all that good spencer gallagher got one win for them and it was at talladega in 2018 and john hunter nemechek in 2019 you know he didn't do any better for them and they shut it down even having an alliance with junior motorsports and we know junior motorsports has been the best chevrolet team in the Xfinity series for about the past 12 or 13 years. So I don't know what to make of that. I think that that would be a huge mistake moving him straight up from the truck series to the cup series. Now, Nashville Super Speedway, it was a part of the Xfinity and truck series schedule from 2001 to 2011. And it was always when the cup series would be off for Easter. It was always cool how the truck series, they would race there on Good Friday, and the Xfinity cars, they would race there on Easter Saturday. But when they would go there in the summertime, this was always an opportunity race for, you know, some of the regulars, I guess you could say, in Xfinity. You know, I mean, really, when you think of it, I mean, look at... So many drivers in those NASCAR Bush Series races at Nashville Super Speedway, they would go on to get their first win in the series. Greg Biffle in 2001, 
Scott Riggs in 2002. I mean, that really wasn't a surprise to anyone. Jack Sprague in 2002 as well, given the success that all three of them had had in the truck series and everything. But it's definitely been a place for first-time winners. Reed Sorensen and Clint Boyer in 2005, another good example of it. And then, of course, who can forget Brad Keselowski, the first NASCAR Nationwide Series win of his career, June of 2008. It was at Nashville Super Speedway while the Cup guys were up at Pocono getting ready to race the next day. And for Brad, I know that was the culmination of a lot of hard work, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that moment of being in, being able to finally find Victory Lane in one of NASCAR's top three series. And of course, we know about the career that he has had ever since then. So that was always something that was really enjoyable about Nashville Super Speedway. Obviously, it was a standalone race. And unfortunately, with it being a standalone race, a lot of times those grandstands would be empty. So sure enough, they closed the track down after 2011. I mean, they had trouble selling tickets. And unfortunately, the thing is, Dover Motorsports Incorporated, obviously the company that owns Dover International Speedway, I know they've had that same issue. And I mean, look at Dover. This is what happened was Dover, they had two cup races, but the one cup race that they lost, it went to Nashville Super Speedway because you weren't getting enough butts in the seats, plain and simple. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. said it the other night on NASCAR America on Peacock. He said that Nashville is a great market. I mean, obviously, it's not just the country music singers, but I mean, also look at how successful the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Predators have been over the past couple of years. And when NASCAR moved the championship banquet to Nashville just a couple of years ago, Dale Earnhardt Jr. said it this past Monday. He said that the city that hosts the championship banquet, they should be having a race. And I know, obviously, Dale and a lot of people, myself included, we were hoping that it was going to be the Nashville Fairgrounds. I mean, that's still a possibility, but it definitely is great to get a market like Nashville, a booming market on the NASCAR Cup Series schedule, and to get it really in all three of NASCAR's top three series. Like I said, Trucks Tonight, Xfinity Tomorrow, and the Cup Race on Father's Day. So, and I know that NASCAR, I feel like they're on an uptick right now. I feel like the sport is definitely booming as far as fans, more fans coming into the sport and becoming more intrigued by it. And obviously, if you want it to be big, just like it was in the late 90s and early 2000s, you have to go to these markets. Just like in the late 90s, when they finally went to Fort Worth, Texas, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Fontana, California, you have to expand and broaden the fan base, just like I said a couple weeks ago on the show. And I know, obviously, all that talk about the Chicago street race or possibly even a Los Angeles street race or the Coliseum. It's definitely, I think there's definitely a lot of upswing in NASCAR right now. And today was just the latest example of it. Earlier this morning, Hendrick Motorsports, they announced that Alex Bowman did receive a contract extension through 2023 in conjunction with his sponsor, Ally. Ally, they're on the 48 car through 2023. And obviously, as you guys know, I was very, very critical of Alex Bowman for the longest time. I, when the announcement came out that he was taking over Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s 88 car in 2018, I didn't feel like he was worthy of, of having that car. And of course, I didn't really feel that way for the next couple of years. I was like, oh, oh, he won Chicago. Okay. He won California. Okay. One win a year. Like, why, 
why is Hender keeping him along? And I think this year, especially, you're getting out of Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s shadow, not being in the 88, that, you know, Rick Hendrick getting the five back, but you arguably take over even more of an impossible task, taking over Jimmy Johnson's 48 car. And I think that Alex, in my opinion, I feel like he has been a better fit in the 48 compared to the 88. And I think that he has definitely shown improvement this year. I mean, sure enough, the two wins, Richmond in April and then at Dover last month. And I know both of them, you know, it was one of those things like Kevin Harvick blew a tire at Richmond. Alex's pit crew, they just had a better stop than Kyle Larson at Dover. But nevertheless, I could see improvement in Alex. And I can tell that, you know, that he is starting to live up to his potential. So as much crow as I ate over the past five years, I have to congratulate Alex Bowman on this contract extension. Well-deserved. Then around 2.30, Colleague Racing, they did announce that not one, but two charters purchased. And Justin Moneymaker Haley will be moving up to the Cup Series full-time in 2022, much to the delight of one Jason Boone, who we will have on Wednesday night to preview the Pocono doubleheader. He's going to be going with me next Saturday to Pocono for the truck race and the first cup race. And then for next Sunday, myself and Danny Williams will be heading up there for the Xfinity race and the second cup race. But Justin Moneymaker Haley moving up to the Cup Series full-time in 2022. Obviously well-deserved. We all remember that crazy win at Daytona in July of 2019 with, with the Lightning and Kurt Busch coming down pit road, him staying out, and NASCAR calling the race. But last year, I mean, to win three races, that I know they were all restricted plate races, both Talladega races and Daytona. I think that Justin, I think he's definitely shown the poise and the potential that he has. And I think colleague racing, I mean, talk about such a meteoric rise. I know when they joined the Xfinity Series in 2016, they've had an alliance with Richard Childress Racing ever since. But those first few years, those were, were some lean years with Blake Cook and Ryan Truex. Just a couple top tens and a few top fives here and there. And what just seeing the growth from going from one team to two teams, now to three teams, and, and of course the way that the Cup team has come along this year especially with Kaz Grala finishing sixth at Talladega, A.J. Allmendinger, like I was saying earlier, seventh at the Daytona Road Course, fifth at Circuit of the Americas in torrential conditions. I think that there is definitely a promising future for colleague racing. And I, A.J. himself, he's going to do some cup races next year. He's going to try and run for the Xfinity Championship again. And I think it's just good to see A.J. enjoying his time in NASCAR again and Obviously, you know, with Austin Sendrick moving up to the Cup Series in 2022, there's some talk Noah Gregson might move up. Justin Allgaier, you always wonder, is he ever going to – I don't think he's going to go back to Cup, but you always wonder, like, is he? Is this the year that he finally wins an Xfinity championship? Honestly, guys, I would not be surprised one bit if A.J. Allmendinger is one of the favorites, I mean, already this year, but next year especially – for that Xfinity championship and Kaz Grala, like I was saying, Kaz has done an amazing job in that cup car. And with Justin Haley moving up to the cup series in 2022, I sure as hell hope that he gets to take over that 11 Xfinity car full time for colleague racing. Now, of course it makes you wonder with track house racing, junior motorsports, it makes you wonder 
what exactly is going to happen there. And the way I look at it is, you know, I know Trackhouse, I know that they want to expand the two teams, but obviously this situation, they're leasing a charter for Daniel Suarez in the 99 car. You know, I mean, obviously these charters, they're few and far between, and it's a shame that teams like Rick Ware Racing, that they have all these charters, that they're hogging up spots in the field with very, very slow cars. You get someone like Ty Dillon, who misses the Daytona 500 by inches. You have someone like Ryan Priest, who doesn't run the All-Star Open last Sunday because they're they're not a charter team. Obviously, they weren't going to make tons of money. So it's definitely a, a sticky situation as far as the Cup Series goes. But it's definitely good to see good competitive teams willing to dip their toes in the water, sort of say. You know, like a lot of, I cannot remember the last time that you had all these good Xfinity teams making them move up to the Cup Series. Now, as far as Junior Motorsports is concerned, obviously Brad Keselowski, it sounds like he's going over to Rash Fenway. He's going to be a partial owner. And I... I think Kelly Earnhardt Miller, I think she was on Sirius XM Radio not too long ago. And while her and her younger brother, Dale Earnhardt Jr., while they have entertained the offer of possibly moving Junior Motorsports up to the Cup Series in 2022, Kelly said that if they do move up to the Cup Series, it will full-time, it will more than likely be 2023. Obviously, like I said, tons of tons of moving parts and pieces that have to go into this. Like I said, driver, sponsor, crew chief, obviously this charter system. So, I mean, stranger things have happened at the 11th hour, but like I said, more than likely, it's starting to sound like Junior Motorsports, like they will be moving up to the Cup Series in 2023 instead of 2022, per Kelly Earnhardt Miller. So, tonight, the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series... 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. And on the pole for the first time in his Camping World Truck Series career is the number 19 of Derek Krause, that number 19 Toyota. And I know that he came so close to making the playoffs last year, almost winning at Darlington and and Richmond. So quite an interesting lineup we have for tonight's truck race. Starting second is Jack Wood taking over the 24 truck permanently for the rest of the year with the exception of Doug Kobe who won the inaugural SRX race last weekend that was fun to watch so cool seeing all the old guys like Bill Elliott Bobby Labonte Michael Waltrip Tony Stewart you know guys that you grew up watching seeing them race these cars on short tracks and it's gonna be fun seeing them race tomorrow night at Knoxville Raceway starting third is Austin Hill he's also gonna be in the Xfinity race tomorrow Grant Enfinger fourth Chandler Smith fifth Starting sixth is Ryan Priest, trying to get some experience at Nashville Super Speedway. Starting seventh is Tyler Ankrum. Eighth is Johnny Sauter. Ninth is Zane Smith. Tenth is William Byron. Willie B. Woo! Eleventh is Carson Hosevar. And twelfth is Josh Berry. What a phenomenal job this kid is doing. You know, finishing tenth in that 25 truck last weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Unfortunately, tomorrow it's going to be his last start in the number eight Junior Motorsports Chevrolet, as we know, Sam Mayer turning 18 next Saturday. He'll be taking that over at Pocono on the 27th. But nevertheless, I mean, he's showing that he deserves a competitive full-time ride. 13th is Ty Majeski, 14th Haley Deegan, 15th Matt Crafton, 16th is Ben Rhodes, 17th Stuart Friesen, 18th Parker Kligerman, 
19th is Ryan Truex. 20th is Drew Dollar. 21st, Chase Purdy. 22nd, Tate Fogelman. 23rd, Ross Chastain. Another one trying to get some experience for this weekend. 24th, our defending series champion, Sheldon Creed. Like I said, I mean, we saw how much Kurt Busch struggled in 2001 when he went directly from the Truck Series to the Cup Series compared to Greg Biffle, Truck Series champion, went to the Busch Series in 2001, did his two years in the Busch Series, made the move to Cup in 2003, and look at the career he had. And obviously that's not a knock on Kurt Busch. I mean, he did have that breakout season in 2002, but obviously if Sheldon Creed does move up to the Cup Series next year, talk about some growing pains. 25th is Timmy Hill. 26th, Lawless Allen. 27th, Austin Wayne Self. 28th, Trey Hutchins. 29th is Chris Wright. 30th is Spencer Davis. 31st is Dawson Cram. 32nd, Danny Bone. 33rd, Corey Roper. 34th, John Hunter Nemechek, whose time was disallowed, along with Todd Gilliland and Tanner Gray. And, of course, we had a couple trucks that didn't make it. J.J. Yaley, Clay Greenfield, Brett Holmes, Spencer Boyd, Keith McGee, Josh Rayom, and Jennifer Jo Cobb. She actually withdrew earlier today because of some issues with their transporter. So I was going to pick John Hunter Nemechek, but obviously starting all the way back in 34th, I mean, he's going to have his work cut out for him, even with it being 150 laps tonight. And I picked him a couple weeks ago at Charlotte, and I feel like he's due. I feel like this is the one guy that's been finishing second to Kyle Busch Motorsports a lot this year, whether it was, I know, Kyle Busch at Atlanta. That was a good example of it. But for tonight, I'm going to go with the 16 of Austin Hill for the win at Nashville Super Speedway. Now, earlier today, we did have a practice session for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And color me shocked when you hear this, Kyle Busch was fastest in practice. And even though tomorrow, even though it would be the 100th Xfinity win of his career, and even though he said that once he gets those 100 wins in Xfinity that he would retire from the Xfinity Series, sure enough, after he won last weekend at Texas, he told Bob Pockris that Joe Gibbs Racing, they're already, they've already sold some races for him as far as Xfinity in 2022. So he ain't retiring from Xfinity just yet, folks. And next weekend, next Saturday at Pocono, that will actually be his last truck race of 2021. As we all know, NASCAR Cup Series drivers, they are allowed five Xfinity starts and five truck series starts every year. Second was his teammate Harrison Burton. Third was A.J. Allmendinger. Fourth, Daniel Hemrick. Fifth, Austin Sendrick. Sixth is Josh Berry. Seventh, Riley Herbst. Eighth is Brandon Jones. Ninth was Tommy Joe Martins. And tenth, Ryan Sieg. Gotta love the underdogs, man. 11th, Myatt Snyder. Then the junior motorsports teammates of Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier. Austin Hill in 14th. Justin Moneymaker Haley. Will Rogers, the road race ace that he is. Jeb Burton, Tyler Reddick, another cup driver, trying to get some experience for tomorrow. Brett Moffitt, Kyle Weatherman, J.J. Yaley, Jeremy Clements, Timmy Hill, Jade Buford, David Starr, Stephen Parsons, Michael Annette, Brandon Brown, Bailey Curry, Ryan Vargas, Colby Howard, Jeffrey Earnhardt in 32nd. I know his father, Kerry, finished 7th here back in 2002, Nashville Super Speedway. Dylan Bassett, Jesse Little, Landon Castle, Chad Fincham, Alex LeBay, Josh Williams, Joe Graff Jr., Matt Mills, Greg Galding, Natalie Decker. Those were the 42 
that practice. And they're trying for 36 spots in the field tomorrow at Nashville Super Speedway. Qualifying is at 12.30 on NBCSN, the race itself, 3.30. And Kyle Busch, he did win here in the Xfinity Series in June of 2009. Of course, that was the night that he smashed that guitar, that beautiful Gibson guitar that Sam Bass had put together. And he did win two truck races at Nashville on Good Friday in 2010 and 2011. Obviously, guys, let's face it. As long as he doesn't wreck or break or get disqualified, Kyle Busch is going to win this race. No further questions, Your Honor. (laughs) So, finally, on Sunday, on Father's Day, as I said, for the first time since July 14, 1984, the NASCAR Cup Series will be racing at Nashville Super Speedway, 3.30 on NBCSN. Rick Allen with play-by-play duties. And joining him in the booth is Dale Earnhardt Jr., who did a lot of testing at Nashville Super Speedway over the years, along with Jeff Burton and Steve Letarte, obviously taking part in some test sessions there with Jeff Gordon back in the day. So 300 laps, a 1.333-mile racetrack. Now, practice is tomorrow, 2 o'clock, on NBCSN. Qualifying is Sunday, 11.05 on NBCSN. Stage 1, lap 90. Stage 2, lap 185. And obviously, like I said, we haven't done any practice or qualifying just yet. So I'm just going to go through the entry list numerically. Double zero of Quinn Huff, obviously. No chance there. The number one of Kurt Busch. A little bit of momentum on his side. Brad Keselowski, like I said, two NASCAR Nationwide Series wins at Nashville Super Speedway. The first of his career, June of 2008, and then June of 2010. His first year with Team Penske, just months before winning that Nationwide Series championship. Austin Dillon, he won the last truck race that was held at Nashville in July of 2011. Kevin Harvick, Kevin has two Gibson guitars himself, winning on Easter Saturday in 2006 and 2010. Kyle Larson, Ryan Newman, Corey LaJoy, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, Eric Almirola. Eric had a few Xfinity and Truck Series starts there, along with Denny Hamlin. Denny had a couple third-place finishes there in the Xfinity Series. Ryan Blaney, David Starr, Chase Briscoe, also Chase Briscoe, Kurt Busch and Christopher Bell, they did take part in the Goodyear tire test there just a couple of weeks ago, two tire tests for that matter, because I know Goodyear, they were worried about some of the tire wear, especially with this being a concrete racetrack, and we know with Dover and Bristol how it seems to chew up tires a lot more than it does on asphalt, believe it or not. Joey Gase, Chris Busher, Kyle Busch, like I said, all the success that he's had at Nashville Super Speedway, Martin Trex Jr., Martin finished second in the Bush race there in June of 2004 to the late Jason Leffler. Christopher Bell, Matt DiBenedetto, Joey Logano. Joey, he has a Gibson guitar as well. He won there on Easter Saturday in 2009. Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Willie B. Woo! Michael McDowell, Ryan Priest, Anthony Alfredo, Cole Custer, Ross Chastain, Eric Jones, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., a couple Nationwide Series starts there as well. Alex Bowman, the Ally 400. Hmm, how, what a coincidence. You know, you announced that you're re-signing with Hendrick Motorsports, and it's the weekend of the Ally 400. Well done. <laughs> J.J. Yaley, Josh Balicki, Garrett Smithley, Chad Fincham, Justin Moneymaker Haley, 
BJ McLeod, and Daniel Suarez. So up until John Hunter Nemechek's qualifying time was disallowed, me and Jason Boone, this was probably like the most boring week we've ever had as far as picking winners because he's, he went with John Hunter Nemechek for tonight and Kyle Busch for tomorrow. But obviously, with John Hunter starting that far back in 34th, I changed my pick to the number 16 of Austin Hill. To no surprise, obviously, I'm going with the 54 of Kyle Busch for tomorrow's NASCAR Xfinity Series race. Now, when you hear this, you're going to think that me and Jason Boone, you're going to think that we're a bunch of smart asses. But obviously, you know a feel-good story when you see it. It's the Ally 400. It's Nashville Super Speedway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be in the booth on Sunday, who pretty much handpicked Alex Bowman to fill in for him in 2016 when he suffered his concussion and had to initially, it was only going to be the July race at New Hampshire that he was going to miss. But obviously, you know, he, him and him and Greg Ives, you know, they both told Rick Hendrick that they wanted Alex to drive the 88 car. And he drove that car for 10 races. And, of course, when Dale Earnhardt Jr., when he announced his retirement in April 2017, it was a month later, he was doing a Periscope video after his last All-Star race. And a fan asked him, who do you want in the 88 car in 2018? And much to the chagrin of myself and Sean Rosansky, he said, Alex Bowman. That would be pretty awesome. The kids earned it. Sure enough, two months later to the day, they announced that Alex Bowman is taking over the 88 car for 2018. So, like I said... This is the Ally 400, and him and Ally, they just announced that they will be spending two more years together with the number 48 team at Hendrick Motorsports. So for those reasons alone, myself and Jason Boone are picking the number 48 Ally Chevrolet of Alex Bowman to win on Sunday at Nashville Super Speedway. Yeah. You guys are probably thinking I'm either high or drunk that I've praised him this much during the show but obviously like I said the kids turn turn the corner he's starting to show his potential and obviously it seems like all the stars have aligned for him this weekend so just a quick recap like I said myself and Jason Boone we both picked the 54 Kyle Busch for tomorrow's Xfinity race we both picked the 48 of Alex Bowman for the cup race on Sunday difference of opinions for tonight he's still going with the number four john hunter nemechek i'm going with the number 16 of austin hill that will do it for episode 66 of jake's take as i said next week wednesday night myself and jason boone we will be previewing the pocono double header part one and there will be an episode 68 out sometime i would imagine on saturday evening have a great weekend happy father's day y'all take it easy